Manx Radio's Update with Paul Moran. Faster by, good evening, it's half past five and this is update for Thursday 19th of January from Manx Radio. A 30 minute look at the latest news on the Isle of Man plus background to the news, sport, business, sea watch and travel updates plus the newsmakers in person. Tonight, much conversation today about the DOI but the workforce is two thirds smaller now than 10 years ago. The latest on the Dr Ranson Tribunal, police warn of another online threat for young people, a strategy for long term future of swimming pools and sports facilities is being drawn up. Adjusting the threshold of social housing is a waste of time and a Crosby woman complains after a map error allowed houses to be built next to her home. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. Now at the time of 5.31, let's get the latest headlines with Christian Jones. Fastamai, Christian. Fastamai. A tribunal has heard being a whistleblower could harm a doctor's chances of being employed in healthcare. Manx Care's chief executive, Theresa Cope, has been giving evidence to a remedy hearing looking into the unfair dismissal of the former medical director, Dr Rosalind Ranson. The hearing is set to continue tomorrow when two pensions experts will give evidence to the tribunal as it tries to determine how much Dr Ranson will be awarded for being unfairly dismissed by the Department of Health and Social Care. MHK Joni Farragher believes Timwald is wasting time debating an adjustment to the threshold for public sector housing. An em- a motion which was approved asked the DOI to review maximum income thresholds for social housing, which would enable those on higher incomes to apply. Ms Farragher thinks housing boards are already too stretched to deal with more applicants. And after five days of little to no sleep below freezing temperatures and more than 2,000 metres of elevation, a Manx athlete has crossed the finish line of one of the toughest races the UK has to offer. Oren Smith finished the Spine Race, a 268-mile continuous event along the Pennine Way in 10th place just less than an hour ago. In international news, Alec Baldwin will be charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter over a shooting on the set of Western film Rust. Cinematographer Helena Hutchins died after a prop gun held by the actor went off during rehearsals in 2021. The RMT union says it'll look at what train companies are calling their best and final pay offer to workers. The proposal, which if accepted would end ongoing strikes, apparently includes a rise of at least 9% over two years. And Rishi Sunak has denied claims the south of England's ended up better off than the north after levelling up cash was handed out. Downing Street says if you look at the funding in terms of per person, then the opposite is true. Manx Radio News, those are the update headlines. We'll be back at six o'clock. Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. And just before we get into the weather at uh, 5.33, the mountain road is open. Beanie Parts and Thalty Will Roads will remain closed, but the mountain road is open. This evening and tonight, mostly dry but clear skies and just a small risk of isolated wintry showers. The fresh northwest wind will turn to the north and fall light later tonight, allowing temperatures to fall, giving a risk of ice forming on any damp or wet untreated surfaces, mainly on higher ground or in sheltered spots in central, eastern or southern parts of the island. Sunset tomorrow at 4.35, uh, sunrises tomorrow morning at 8.24 and after a frosty start to the day tomorrow will be dry and bright with lengthy sunny spells. Temperatures reaching up to 7 degrees at best 
with the light and variable winds settling to the south or southeast during the evening. Visit the Banks Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com. The DOI workforce dedicated to maintaining the island's road network is two-thirds smaller than it was ten years ago. That's according to the political member with responsibility for ports, Arbury and Castletown, and Malou MHK Tim Glover. He provided the information during consideration of the DOI's department plan in Timwald. We could all cite roads in our constituencies that are substandard and, and need work, but if I tell you that the actual uh, workforce in highways is now a third of what it was 10 years ago, you can see the problem. So the appeal is if you want to actually improve the roads on the island, it is money, it is investing in the Department of Infrastructure and the workforce to get these road schemes done. However, a lot of work has been done. We've had the company come in to address some of the problems with with some of the country of roads with the surface dressing. That's appropriate to those roads as a a shorter but longer term fix than it would have been with just patching. So that work has been done. I would also uh, point to the constituency of Aaron Michael in the amount of uh, proper road works and improvements that have taken place in that constituency. So a lot of work is being done. A tribunal has heard being a whistleblower could harm a doctor's chances of being employed in healthcare. Manx Care Chief Executive Theresa Cope has been given evidence to a remedy hearing looking into the unfair dismissal of former medical director Dr Rosalind Ranson. Sean Cowper reports. In Mrs Cope's evidence, the decision to search for a new medical director in place of Dr Ranson was discussed, as well as the role's salary. Manx Care's Chief Executive said Mr A, as he's been referred to throughout the hearing, was given a pay rise to £229,000 in April last year. Initially, he was hired to spend 32 hours a week on medical leadership work and eight hours in a clinical role as a stroke specialist on a £200,000 salary. But Mrs Cope admitted that this was unrealistic and unreasonable. Mr A now spends 40 hours a week on leadership and is paid for an extra eight hours doing clinical work, some of which takes place off-island in a specialist stroke centre. After Dr Ranson told the hearing she would have sought an uplift on the basis that she was also working in excess of her contracted hours, Mrs Cope insisted an increase wouldn't have been considered in the same way for Dr Ranson as she wasn't carrying out clinical tasks. Mrs Cope explained that all members of the executive team worked above their contracted hours and that none have successfully sought a pay rise for this reason. Oliver Siegel KC, representing Dr Ranson, also questioned Mrs Cope about how the case has damaged the former medical director's reputation. He asked the CEO if she was faced with two candidates with the same experience and skills, but knew one was a whistleblower and had health issues, which she would hire. Mrs Cope responded if they scored the same in every area, you would probably choose the candidate that didn't have that background. She added that she personally wouldn't be prejudiced against someone who'd missed time from work because of illness, but conceded this wouldn't be a universal stance within the healthcare sector. The hearing continues tomorrow when two pensions experts will give evidence as the tribunal seeks to determine how much Dr Ranson will be awarded for being unfairly dismissed by the DHSC. If you have a news story for Manx Radio to investigate and report, email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682-631 any time of day or night. Police have warned of another potential threat to young people posed by 
content within an online platform. It follows an alert from the Safer Schools website, which monitors the internet for content harmful to children. A viral post is reported to be circulating on social media, alleging that a self-harm game called The Game is being shared on the popular gaming platform Roblox. Head of Safer Schools, based in Belfast, is Colin Stitt. His team works closely with schools, police forces and local authorities around the UK. So how do they monitor online content? Is it technology-led or do they rely on intelligence from the public? We rely on not only um, that feedback coming in, and then, um, but also for, from our using technology for good, where we research and um, have a range of social listening techniques where we're keeping an eye out on this type of, of harmful content. But Simon, as you can imagine, it's hard to uh, you know, keep a full track of everything, but I think we do a pretty good job. And where does it, the content come from? Is there a common thread? I, well, I suppose the common thread is it's people. You know, when it comes down to fundamentally, when, when we look at online um, online harms, it comes back to people um, that we're, we're dealing with. And, and that, that ranges because, again, the challenges of harmful content online and also illegal content online all come down to people. And that ranges everything from um, online bullying to fake news to these self-harm types of games, but also to those that we would probably commonly know as predators, those who maybe have a deviant sexual um, interest and unhealthy um, sexual interest in children and young people online. So, uh, again, it comes from a real range of, of, of people. You can find out more on this subject at www.rsaferschools.com. The Education and Infrastructure Department will draw up a strategy for the long-term future of swimming pools and sport facilities on Ireland. It would look to develop so-called regional sport hubs encompassing both. Education Minister Julie Edge thinks the idea is an exciting prospect. Unanimous decision to give this the opportunity for the department to go away and work with the Department of Infrastructure, do all the maintenance on, on our buildings anyway, and come forward with factual information to Timor to decide the right way forward for regional sports hubs, swimming pools, community pools and facilities around the island. And in terms of that piece of work, effectively it's been broadened out from just a focus on the regional pools. Now to talk about regional sports hubs, that's quite an exciting prospect. Manx Sport and Recreation already operate around the island. They do the AstroTurf and they do the bookings for all the AstroTurfs. Obviously the department's responsible for the schools and schools are currently responsible for doing their lettings. I think a joined up approach, a new offer, a new branding, sports on the Isle of Man and you can access all of this. People move to the island if there's facilities like that. We've got amazing facilities. Let's join it up. Let's make it effective, efficient for everybody on the island. And is it fair to say that maybe this has been kind of one of those side issues that have been left on the back burner, haven't properly been addressed over perhaps the last 5, 10, maybe 15 years? As I said in there today, we haven't got the varies to go into the independent pool boards. They are independent. Um, they've got their own um, framework of, of operation and, you know, under the Local Government Act. Um, so the department hasn't had that varies, but we, we don't want to preempt the outcome, outcome of anything, um, you know, and the, there is criticism, you know, the department shouldn't be running this, but I think we run amazing facilities for sports and activities around the island and a single-branded offering for the island that fits with the island plan. It fits with that health and well-being and helping people see what's available. <laughs> Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company.
Ben McCree left Hashem's afternoon at uh, seven minutes past two. Should be in Douglas Harbour in about eight minutes time at ten to six. Out again tonight at seven forty-five. Heading to Hashem should be there around about eleven thirteen. The overnight sailing is at two fifteen. Should be back in Douglas tomorrow morning at uh, six o'clock. For more information, head to manxradio.com. Click on news and then click on travel. Follow the steam packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. Timwald has approved an update to government's Our Island plan to incorporate an economic strategy for the island up to 2026. But it wasn't without opposition and concern from some politicians this week. Chief Minister Alfred Cannon accepts that. Well, you can't, you can't please everybody all of the time, right? And so, you know, the vast majority of Timwald supported the island plan. I think 27 members are voting for the, for the island plan. It's the right thing to do. We've incorporated the economic strategy. We've got an economic plan to grow the island. Uh, we're going to protect jobs, we're going to help uh deliver in terms of our commitments and brownfield sites we're going to make our town centers more more vibrant uh, and yes you know there's a lot of problems that we need to solve on 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 a day-to-day basis in terms of healthcare and education we've laid that out in the plan we've set the headline targets um, for this administration now and now we've got to get out get on and deliver mr glover brought up the fact that there's this strategy but where's the traction coming from where's the action going to be when are people out on the street going to start seeing results well they're already seeing results i can tell you that 490 Four people have been added to the economically active uh, register. Almost 300 or so construction approvals have been given this year. So we're building the houses that we need. There's a lot, of, lot to tackle. There's always going to be problems. There's no question about that. And yes, the going can be tough. Important thing is we've got a plan. We're committed to that. We've got evidence already that it's being successful and we need to work harder at some of the delivery now over the next 12 months. How much do you think these next 12 months will define just how much confidence this island has in this strategy going forward? I think if you had a year dealing with all the challenges that we had to deal with and I've got a huge list of uh, achievements in terms of what what we've had to do and and issues we've had to tackle last year and put together an island plan with a new Timwald and a new administration you know this second year uh, going into the third year is going to be absolutely critical from a delivery perspective and of course we're going to have to deal with all the challenges that we haven't planned for in terms of what 2023 is likely to to throw at us. Manx Radio Business Briefing Hot chocolate is to make fewer Easter eggs this year as it opts for caution amid the squeeze on shoppers' budgets. The chocolate retailer said it had decided not to produce as much stock for Easter as part of its plans to play cautious. Hotel Chocolate uh, plans to sell out of its products, including Easter eggs and themed chocolates in the run-up to Bank Holiday weekend, rather than having excess stock that would typically discount after Easter. UK and European markets retreated, tracking weaker global sentiment as investors gauge the economic Outlook, a topic high on the agenda at the World Economic Forum in Davos this week. US stocks moved lower as investors dissected the latest batch of economic data and braced for more Fed speak at the start of earnings season from corporate tech giants. And oil futures rose slightly, recouping losses from earlier in the season as the expected rise in Chinese demand and further restrictions on Russian exports suggested market supply will remain tight and gold priced higher. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall.
At the close, FTSE was down 1.07% at 7747. The DAX also down 1.72% at 14920. At 5 o'clock, Dow Jones was down 0.85% at 33012. Uh, S&P 500 down 1.01% at 3889. And the NASDAQ also down 1.31% at 10813. Uh, the pound will get you $1.236 and one14 euros and commodities gold was up 0.96 percent at uh, 1922 dollars and brent uh, crude oil was also up 0.16 percent at 86 spot 45 dollars the world was a very different place when ramsey crookall set up business back in 1946 but his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years so, if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. The Chimel Commissioner for Administration has recorded a finding of maladministration on behalf of the Cabinet Office. A Crosby woman has issued a complaint after an error made on a map in the area planned for the east saw four houses built by her home. Lewis Foster reports. Mrs I, as she's known in the Commissioner's report, bought a new built house in 2020, unaware that an area by her property had been designated for development. At the time she exchanged contracts for the property, she was under the impression the field by her home was to be kept as a strategic reserve. Map 10 of the area plan failed to show the correct boundaries, and so the developers of the Crosby Meadows estate were able to apply to build four more homes on that site, a number that could yet grow by an additional 18. The Cabinet Office has accepted there was an error on the map which resulted in some land on the perimeter of the estate being wrongly zoned as developmental land. As the department responsible for the eastern area plan, it's accepted responsibility for the error, but implies it was the cartographer who made the mistake, something he denies. The commissioner, Angela Main Thompson, says in any other jurisdiction she'd be able to award compensation to Mrs I, but doesn't have the powers to do so on the Isle of Man. She says the Cabinet Office has offered an apology, but Mrs I considered the response inadequate, given the consequences for herself and her family. She's quoted as saying the error has resulted in her family being denied the enjoyment of their property. The roads remain incomplete and unadopted, she says, and if the application for 18 houses is successful, the period in which we'll be denied enjoyment of our property could further extend to many years. She adds, our children will have grown up living on a building site, which is not what we anticipated when making our purchase. Manx Radio Sport. Rianne Evans has your sport news today. Faster my Rianne. Faster my good evening. Well, after five days of little to no sleep, below freezing temperatures and more than 2,000 metres of elevation, Oren Smith has crossed the finish line of the toughest race of his life. Oren and his companion Clarence finished the spine race, completing the event within the 160-hour deadline with plenty of time to spare. He started the race on Sunday morning alongside 157 others and finished the continuous 268-mile challenge along the Pennine Way earlier this evening. So far, 67 people have dropped out. Manx Radio spoke to his partner Nicky about how Oren has been feeling. He's just 
like overwhelmed with what's went on, the support he's had, the race itself, I think has been on another level to what he was expecting with the, the really low temperatures. Cannot believe the amount of money that's been raised. Um, the support for the Isle of Man MS Society has been unreal. All Orin wants to get across to everybody um, is just thanks and just congratulations to him. I've never been more proud of anyone than, that, than I have been of Orin this week. Orin was doing the race in aid of the Isle of Man MS Society and is currently sitting on more than £7,000 raised. You can find a link to donate on the story at manxradio.com. And in football, FC Isle of Man has a new signing. Owen Sherrod is the new addition to the Manx side. He played for the Isle of Man Centre for Excellence after coming through the junior ranks at Union Mills. Sherrod recently returned to the island after playing at Step 5 and 6 whilst at university. Whilst back, he's also signed for Corinthians. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Ten minutes away from six, the uh, mountain road is open now. Benny Parton thought he will, will remain closed, but please do drive to the conditions down at the airport. Uh, everything seems to be on time. Liverpool, Aberdeen, also London, Gatwick departures, uh, Gatwick, uh, Liverpool, London City arrivals. And on the roads, uh, the road works in the usual places in Balasala. Uh, temporary lights on the main road at Balfane Roundabout. Also, the Crossag Road is closed between Mill Road and Abbott's Way. In Douglas, temporary lights on Johnny Watson laying at Cronkbourne 24 hours a day. Also temporary lights on Derby Road near the Brisbane Street turn 24 hours a day for cabling work. Uh, for more information on the works mentioned, go to manxradio.com, click on to news, then click on to travel. Massimo Tyres, budget tyres priced to keep your vehicle safe and legal. Only available at... Ramsey is in a state of flux following business closures in the northern town. That's the view of the chair of the authority, which says despite this, commissioners are still hopeful for the future of retail businesses. Finlow Williams' message comes ahead of the closure of TT Racer Connor Cummings' Cafe Conrods tomorrow. It's a shame to lose such a space in the town. There does seem to be a lot of flux going on at the moment. Um, obviously it's a difficult time for everyone at the moment so businesses are coming and going which you know it's a shame to see long-standing businesses like that loosen there's also new businesses popping up we've got the new peri peri chicken shop uh, we've got the new fair trade shop um, you know it's it's a period of turmoil which is difficult for people but i think ramsey as a whole is still coping and still doing well how do you feel that as commissioners you can sort of help? Is there any way you can help businesses or is there anything that you can do to help promote the town? I mean, we can't directly help businesses as such. I mean, that's very much a, a private sector thing. Um, over Christmas, we've done we've put on bits and pieces to try and help draw people into the town. We recently had the Ramsey and Bling event where we had prizes and encouraged the businesses to light up and encourage people to come and look around the town. Um, we do always put on pretty good events. I think we, you know we've got Sprint Fest in summer. We've got Ramsey fireworks. You know all these sort of things on the side are all there to try and not only benefit our ratepayers and give them something to look forward to, but also encourages people to, to come along and see Ramsey. 
Debates around adjusting the threshold of social housing are being called a waste of time by MHK Joni Farragher. A motion which was approved asked the Department of Infrastructure to review maximum income thresholds for public sector housing, which would in turn enable those on higher incomes to apply. But Ms Farragher believes housing boards are already under enough pressure as it is. We need to first of all see a, a targeted and costed plan to build more social and sheltered housing and that is absolutely fundamental. We know that local authorities across the island are reporting that their housing lists are under strain, especially in my constituency in Douglas. Um, they are having to make very tough priority decisions regularly um, for who will receive um, a unit that's come up. And, and if, we, if we then put an influx of further applicants onto already strained housing lists, what actual impact will that have? It won't house more people. It won't give more people housing. So as I've just said in, in Timwald now, I feel that it, we're wasting time talking about income thresholds when what we need to be focusing on is a, is a costed plan to be approved by Timwald to build more housing. And a motorcycle instructor says she's lost weeks of work due to bad weather conditions. Charles Williams, owner of Manx Motorcycle Tuition, says icy roads in December and again this week has deeply affected his business and finances. He believes the Department of Infrastructure should have been more actively gritting the roads to prevent motorists having issues on the roads. I actually lost quite a lot of work at the beginning of December. We probably lost at least, it was pushing two weeks back in December and now it's happened again this week. The old Castle Town Road was just complete sheet ice. I jumped out my car, took pictures. I actually sent the pictures to the test centre and one of my colleagues up at the test centre actually got onto the DOI and I actually got an email back from the DOI stating that the old Castle Town Road is not classed as a major route that you don't actually grip that road, which I could not get my head around because obviously if Richmond Hill is blocked, the only way in to Douglas from south is the old Castletown Road. And I work there every day and the sheer volume of traffic coming on the old Castletown Road is just crazy. On Monday, I actually went out on a scouting lap. There's an old gentleman lives in the, like a little cottage on the corner. Now he must be in his late 70s, early 80s. And he was actually out with a shovel and a bucket of grit, putting it down on the corner so that cars wouldn't have accidents coming onto the main Castletown Road. Now that, to me, is just ridiculous why he is doing that when the DOI should be gritting the road. Do you think the DOI should have been more prepared? Exactly. What happens is, because I'm a motorcycle instructor, I am sitting watching the weather religiously. And on Sunday, I think it was 2 or 3 p.m., there was an amber weather warning issued. So I got myself prepared for Monday for it. But yet when I went out on my scouting lap on Monday, half of the roads have not been gridded. I've actually got a picture in the morning taking my son to school at quarter past eight and the bottom of Bray Hill is sheet ice. Now that to me is ridiculous, but after nine o'clock, when the accidents have happened and, you know, the people have complained about the grit, etc., they always come out when it's too late. You should prepare. If you gritted back-to-back the day before or the evenings or through the night, there'd be no problem here and people would not... I'm losing a lot of money. You know, we all pay our taxes. We all pay our, our, our council tax, whatever. We, we pay to, so that this is sorted out. And yet I'd lost a ridiculous amount of work in the past five, six weeks. That is it for updates compiled by the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Christian Jones and producer Rian Evans. After the news at six, the first in the new series of Shaq Lamb with Bob Carswell presented in both English and Manx. Greatest hits with Chris Kinley at 6.30. A little light music with Morris Powell at nine. 
Here at Qplus, we're not just blue, we're green. From smart boilers to heat pumps, Qplus supply products from the leading brands in renewable energy for a cleaner, greener home. So call into Qplus on Snugborough Trading Estate, the island's largest independent plumbing and heating merchants for trade and retail. Or call 673-131 to talk to our friendly experts about the latest cost-effective products in home heating and find out what we can do for you at Qplus. Looking a little tired? Treat yourself to a refresh at Tracy Bell. If you're confused by all you read or see online, Tracy Bell Aesthetic Medical can help. With the expertise of experienced medical practitioners and the latest technology, including laser skin treatment and hair removal, injectables, fat freezing and skin tightening. Call Ben on 613323 to arrange your consultation now. Tracy Bell, helping you to be better. Housing, benefits or employment issues, faulty goods, bad workmanship, financial problems and relationship breakdowns. We all run into difficulties in life and it can feel like there's no one who can help you sort them out. But at Manx Citizens Advice Service, we can help. As an independent charity, we offer free, confidential support covering all sorts of areas. You don't need an appointment. Just call in at Promenade Church, Lock Promenade Douglas, or call 366-338. Open Tuesdays from 12.30 till 3 and Fridays 10 till 12.30. Manx Citizens Advice Service. Your advice service. Metals. Metals. I am the metals. For steel. Appeal. The number you need is for steel. That's metals, metals, IMB metals. For structural steel and cladding, collection or delivery, with installation available too, just call 4Steel. That's 457881. Metals, metals, IMB metals. It's not just price match at ShopRite, it's price match. Plus the fuel you save not having to drive miles for the lowest price and best offers. ShopRite, proudly locally owned. 